Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, seafarers everywhere. I hope the sea is as fair as you are to me, patrons. What do you say we get out with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you or in other parlance uh, sends you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. That could be thoughts you're thinking about from the past, the present, the future. Thoughts, feelings. It could be feelings. It could be physical sensations. It could be changes in time or temperature or routine. It could be something else going on. Whatever it is, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff while you fall asleep. And what I propose to do, to attempt to do, like I said, is have a safe place. I got it set aside here, or I can send it to you. And I like to smooth it. I like to pat it. I like to rub it down first, stretch it out, tuck it in, tie it, you know, wrap it with, tie it with a bow, uh, wrap it with, you know, like make it a package wrapped in string or whatever. And then what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'll use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. Pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So that means I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up and backtrack, talk a lot of nonsense, and a voice that's neither... Or neither, neither, neither. It's not traditional, not calming. It's just something you you eventually you say. Oh wait, no, this is soothing. It's it's different, so it kind of interrupts. Oh, I get it. This isn't like one of those. Uh, it's uh, it's different. So yeah, okay. So I got mixed up in my own intro, but a couple of things I want want you to know. If you're new, I'm glad you're here. If you're a regular listener, holy mackerel, are you looking great? Uh, so glad to be here in your ears once again. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, so so if you're new or you're a regular listener, here's a couple of important things. One most important thing is you. You're important, really. And your sleep is important. And more than that, and I know like this is like some people might listen to this and they might say pish posh or whatever. uh, But I know this is something I struggle with. Even when I don't realize I'm struggling with it, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place of respite, uh, a safe place where you can unwind. You really do deserve that. And in this sense, like telling it to you, I hope a part of me starts to believe it too. Or, or so every time I say it, it does because I say, yeah, clearly you deserve that. A bedtime you don't you, that you could look forward to or feel neutral about instead of dreading or having rigmarole. And not only do you deserve that, you deserve what comes with it. If you can get the rest you need and deserve, uh, your life will be more manageable, more enjoyable. 
and you'll be in a position to be in a better place and, and to flourish. And that means our world, even if your life is just a little bit more manageable tomorrow, that means our entire world's a little bit better. That's also true as much as part of me and maybe a part of you, like my, one, of the skept, one of the multitude of skeptics that lives in me, wants to say, no, it's not true. But it is. Uh, so you're important. The other is the other side of it is I know how it feels. Uh, so when I say all this stuff, like I said, I've been there, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So if I can help, it does mean a lot to me. It, now there is a co- big caveat with the show because it is so different. It just doesn't work for everybody. I wish it did, and I hope it works for you. And the only advice I have is the advice that hundreds of thousands of listeners have told other people is give it a few tries and see how it goes. Because at first, the show is very different. The structure of the show is very different. The purpose of the show is different. The tone and the style are different than what you probably would expect when someone says, oh, this is a bedtime story podcast. And it's designed that way, but it takes some getting used to. So if you're skeptical or doubtful or feeling ambivalent, that's totally understandable. The show's free, so give it a few tries and see how it goes. So hopefully it does help you. I'll, I'll, uh, see, I even have trouble talking. Hopefully it does help you. If it doesn't, I have a website, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. has other sleep audio and sleep podcasts on there you can check out. Another thing is that... Uh, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You kind of consume it loosely. Now, you can listen, and there are people that listen or listen during the day for a break. But this podcast is more to be here for you to just barely kind of listen to it or listen to it when you want to. Or pretend to listen and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, or to just hear it in the background. Like this podcast could be background noise that's total gibberish. Some people listen just for the rhythm of the show, like a TV in another room. And some people are listening to, 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 for me to keep them company until they fall asleep. And some people, they just can't sleep and they're just looking for a friend in the deep, dark night. So, But it's a show you just, at first especially, just kind of barely listen. Because if you're waiting for it to make sense or to get started, it that stuff... <laughs> It, you'll get you'll get used to the fact that those things don't necessarily happen in the traditional sense. I don't make sense traditional sense, you know, like uh, yeah. So there's that. It's also this podcast really doesn't put you to sleep. It keeps you company while you fall asleep. I'm only here to distract you and be your friend, just like if I was there in person at a comfortable distance, just talking to you or on the phone. And you said, hey, can you tell me a boring story? I can't sleep and uh, I had a rough day or I have to get up early or I'm really excited about this trip and I, I got to get some sleep. I say, no problem. I'm here. I'll just tell you a story. Just fall asleep whenever. So the podcast is here to keep you company. And if you can't sleep, it's here to keep you company. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar sib, your boar bra. If you're, uh, you know, in this, uh, like if you hang 10, even if you hang 12, does anybody hang 12? I guess it like, uh, does hang 10 have to do with, uh, 
your feet? I don't know. So those are two things. Another thing to know is the structure of the show is very intentional but very different. We start off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, or something like that. And then I say something silly. So you feel seen and welcome, and you say, oh, this tone of the show is very (laughs) goofy. Uh, and somewhat lighthearted, though it's all a serious matter. Try to be lighthearted about it. So that's the start of the show. Then there's support for the show. Then there's support for listeners. And that's the goal of like uh, supporting you, supporting the community around the show, and supporting the fact that the work that goes into the podcast so it can be free and come out twice a week. And the patrons and the sponsors make that possible. Then there's the intro. So sometimes the the support throws people off, and then the intro can also throw people off because it goes on and on and on for like 10 or 20 minutes of me kind of explaining what the podcast is and how it works. And some people think, is this just uh, housekeeping? When is the show going to start? And I understand the frustration, but just like this podcast is not made to put you to sleep, it's here to keep you company. It's also here, the intro's here to help you wind down. And while there's a lot of different ways to use the show, for a large number of listeners, the the intro is where they wind down, whether they're getting ready for bed or they're in bed getting comfortable. Some people skip the intro. Some people listen to story-only shows on Patreon. Some people fall asleep all those are valid ways to use the show, but if you're new, test it out the, this way first. You just listen, maybe do something calming as you wind down or get ready for bed and listen or just get comfortable, do something chill. Because the intro, it gives us a transition from the day and the waking time to ideally the bedtime story and, and getting to sleep part. So the intro is here. It's different every time because I feel like my brain, the sleepless brain or whatever you want to call it, uh, can very quickly adjust. So I try to keep the intro new and fresh but also familiar so that whatever parts you are keeping awake, they can't quite adjust. They say, okay, well, I'll just barely kind of listen because is Scoot's going to talk about seafaring? I think so. And then after the intro's business, again, that's what keeps the show coming out free twice a week. And then there'll be our bedtime story. Tonight it'll be a tale of Lady Witchbeard. So then, yeah, people start to fall asleep, or and they also set their sleep timers or forty-five minutes, sixty minutes. Some people set it thirty minutes. So kind of see how it goes. Uh, so that's the structure. Of show ends with some thank yous and good nights. That's why I make the show. And then, yeah, some of the content, even in the intros like that. So seafarer, when I see the word as a sight word, because uh, I can't quite spell, it looks like seafarer. I, I never realized this really till I started recording this intro. It's the fare of the sea, right? Because uh, you'd say normally if you were a seafarer, even though I know it's not spelled F-A-I-R, You'd hope for fair weather for the most part, right? You'd say, well, I'm a seafarer. I'm hoping for the sea to be fair. Or at least, yeah, you could say that's something intangible, but that the sea treats us all fair. But then I was like, is it spelled? I don't even think it's spelled like fair, like, like, oh, like a fisher person would say, well, I'm bringing fair from the sea, you know, to, to help sustain people. But I don't know if seafarer is even spelled that way. Like, because that's a fair, 
you know, or you could say, well, figuratively, I'm making my living at the sea. That's how I get my fare is from seafaring. Uh, maybe fairer, and this is really the limitations of my own vocabulary, is like someone who, like, because uh, you'd say someone that transverses, is there a land fairer? Uh, fair question. <laughs> that was not, that was an accidental pun. Fair question, but is there a land fairer? Or a sand fairer? Or a, a bog, I'd be a bog fair. Scoots is fairing the bog. I mean, if you could be a sea, there's another SAT logic question. If C is like if you can fare the C, uh, can't you fare a bog or swamp uh, swamp fare? Scoots scooter scooter uh, dear, scooter sleeping podcast bog fare swamp fare, and that's the truth. That's really where I get all the ideas is out of the old story swamp. So I don't know the answers to those questions, and they may be boggling your mind too. Because you say, oh, that's fair from the sea. What, what, what would Red Lobster say about this? Please don't co-opt my intros for your purposes, uh, for the seafood lover in you, for the seafarer, from our seafarer to yours. You could put that on a gift card. I'll take a lot of money, and I don't want to be paid in gift cards. Uh, from our seafarer to yours. Uh, fair seas, fair seas well. So I just had seafarer on the mind because Lady Witchbeard is a seafarer. And uh, you say, okay, that's enough of saying seafarer, especially because I don't know how it's spelled. Actually, let me pause. Okay, it is spelled uh, S-E-A-F-A-R-E-R. So it is uh, a person who regularly travels by sea. So... um Huh, and then there's questions people ask. Uh, seaman and seafarer different? Uh, or mariner or sailor? Yeah, I don't know. A person whose trade or occupation is assisting the handling, sailing, and navigating of a ship. Uh, so anyway, at least it's spelled like like fair. Is it like... Uh, but I, it doesn't necessarily answer the question. The other questions of is there if there is like you, then I, you could be a landfarer. If you live in a treehouse and built, if you work in tree, if you work in trees, you, could you be a tree? Are you a treefarer? I mean, obviously, if you're a squirrel, that's the first thing that popped to my head. Of course, the squirrel says yes, I am. Or Ewok, uh, Ewok would be a tree. Are Ewoks treefarers? I mean, I'd say my time, like, I don't know, like, uh, if people that hung out with Ewoks say, well, my time with Ewoks was fair, more than fair. I mean, it doesn't seem like their justice system in Return of the Jedi was necessarily, it seemed pretty, seemed like they you got in a lot of trouble just for trespassing on their territory. So I don't know, I don't know fairness, uh, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, because I forgot everything that happened. Anyway. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time, and I really hope you work hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really hope you can I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, all right, everybody. Everybody, it's time for another episode of our episodic episodic. That's what I meant to say. Episodically modular series tales of lady witchbeard. 
Tales of Lady Witchbeard tells the tales of uh, Lady Witchbeard. She's a uh, a witch and a pirate that and a heroine and someone I greatly believe in. And these are, oh, what does episodically modular mean first? Oh, welcome to our bedtime story. We'll get, eventually we'll get to it. Uh, but Tales of Lady Witchbeard is the Tales of Lady Witchbeard, a witch pirate, uh, oh, episodically modular. It means that you can listen to these episodes in any order. Because I'm going to tell you everything you need to know right now, just in case. So even if you see episode 11 and you say, well, maybe I should start at 1, you could, after after 11, you could listen to 1. Or you could listen to 3, then 7, then 2, then 1, then 9, then 10. Then two, four, five, and six. I think you'd cover every, but maybe you'd, maybe you'd listen to a few of them twice and you miss a few. Because this is a sleep podcast, it's modular, meaning you could listen to them in any order, which is something the other thing, you know, others, they don't say Marvel's modular universe, even though that would be, I think that would be alliterative. I mean, maybe a think piece that I've never read because I said one day I'll read this think piece on Marvel's modular universe, uh, phase four. I think that's the phase they're moving into or they're in, but I never, I said, okay, that takes like, uh, and I'm loving it. Holy cow. Uh, made sure to go. I made sure to go see Sanctuary on opening weekend. But anyway, besides the point. Uh, so where was I? Oh, it's modular. You can listen to it in any order. Has a bit of seriality. Mostly, it's a bedtime story. Where? What do you need to know, though? Heroine is a lady witchbeard, witch and a pirate. What does that mean? Well, she was born in a witch world, a world like ours, but with witches. Where you know, where ours is just like uh, humans, like. Uh, and you say, what are you going to do when you grow up, other than be a human? Well, I'll be a human doing this. In this world, a little bit more restrictive because you were a witch. They'd say, okay, so which which role are you going to fill as you get grow up? And Lady Witchbeard said, well. Not sure I feel like being in the witch world. Uh, I'm not sure, I, you know, that feels limiting to me. And she discovered the pirate, the realm of the 13 seas, where our tale takes place. Another world, though when you're talking about 13 seas, saying realm just sounds more, you know, when you're talking about spanning continents uh, in another world, I mean, you could say witch realm, but then you say, excuse me? Yeah, which realm are you talking about? The witch realm or the the, the 13 seas? But which one is that? Is that the pirate realm? And I'd say, hold hold, on, hold my abbot and my Costello. Uh, but no, so there's a witch world and the pirate realm. That's how I don't get mixed up with my accidental humor. 13 Seas is a, a sea-based realm. Piracy reigned supreme at different eras in that realm. Mostly because there was more seas to pirate. Uh, we'd say in our world, I don't know. We're not talking about our world. So Lady Witchbeard made it there, became a pirate, famous. She was the only witch pirate I know of. She was powerful, but she was forced for good. Had a lot of adventures, met me. I took her on another adventure then after that, she had to go on another adventure because I was scattered across the universe. 
pretty standard sleep with me stuff. Then she needed some R&R. She happened to be where I met her first, relaxing at a bed and breakfast that I work at from time to time. And I knew she was there, tried to give her some time and space, but I said, she's like the leader I believe in. And eventually she said, okay, I've had enough uh, time. Also, the Piracy Guild wants me to be an apprentice pirate again because my certifications ran out. And I played her the song Brandy, and she said, that reminds me of myth in our world. Let's go look into that myth instead of me becoming an apprentice pirate. But, you know, all guild-based things catch up with you. So she, then she had to become an apprentice pirate under someone named Don Dankel. Now, most stories, this would have been, the, what would have happened is you would have said, this Don Dankel's so annoying. Um, you know, this Don Dankel is just, uh, ugh. Or, you know, Don Danko would have been an antagonist. While there was some antagonism with Don Danko, because he was a bit of a swashbuckling Earl Flynn-type pirate. Uh, and But he also went by, he well, not quite, because he was very, he was believed in libraries and books. And so he said, uh, but he also believed in the guild rules. And so for a while, Lady Witchbeard had to become his journey pirate, I think, a journey person pirate or apprentice to, to become a journey person pirate or something like that. He was supposed to be, she was supposed to be on his crew. Now, because I'm more of a sidekick, there's no sidekicks guild that I know. Oh, oh well, there is, but they don't take my, <laughs> they don't take my calls. I even called up Star Kid because they did a musical about superheroes. And I said, do you have contact to the Sidekicks Guild? And they said, I'm sorry, this is the Lollipop Guild. And I said, oh, well, that's ironic because I'm telling the tale. Anyway, oh, I got to get back. Uh, I got to go by. And then that was it. So Lady Witchbeard was under Don Dankel's tutelage, I guess you'd say. Now, meanwhile, not everything was normal in the world of the, thir- the th- realm of the 13 seas. While we were looking for brandy, uh, we discovered a few important things that you might want to know, might not want to know, but, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, first, we discovered, and this might not be in order, but that the guild had shut down all the guild offices. So was there a pirate guild, pirate's guild anymore? We don't know. Or like there wasn't any, their offices weren't open anymore. And their newsletters had stopped. Two, some other force was uh, moving pieces around the board, as they say. And this force uh, happened to want mine, to mine something like cassava root, uh, uh, on these uh, shore-based trees and was mining a lot of the cassava root, uni- using traditional mining equipment and mining massive amounts of this root. And, of course, all of us, Don Dankel said, we got to get to piracy, but Lady Witchbeard said, something's happening here. Also, we're on a quest to find brandy. Maybe we'd already found brandy. yeah. But she had to become a part of Don Dankel's crew. Something didn't quite add up, though, with Brandy. And maybe, I don't know if Brandy, maybe it'll be revealed tonight whether Brandy's the one moving the pieces on the chessboard. 
What's so Lady Whispered said that Don Danko, don't you find that strange that there's something now more valuable than gold? And it's not love or silence, it's cassava root, uh, or similar things in other regions of the 13 seas. That led us, we kept trying to get away from Don Dankel. None of that worked. And eventually, uh, let's see what happened. We ended up at an library island to try to do some research to figure out, well, what's this route? Uh, what else is happening? Brandy kind of, uh, what do they call that when you, uh, Mutiny, not quite a mutiny, because I don't think, like, we were off the boat. She took our boat, Don Dankel's boat, Don Dankel's crew, left us at Library Island without any help. I think some other pirates came. We found out on Library Island, I don't know what we found out. We we found out we needed to learn more, and because, again, I may have gotten this in the wrong order. Next thing you know... Well, we're all working together, mostly as equals with Don Danko and Lady Witchbeard on one scale of equals. And then I, myself, uh, working, you know, doing my best. I'm just, I'm from the human world, you know, so I don't have that skill set as a pirate or a witch. I can barely, as it's been said, uh, at least in your head, Scoots can barely buckle his own swash. He can't even find his swash to buckle it. If he did, he probably would need some help, especially, I mean, if I had to go on my right hand, you know, I'm left-handed too. See, do you have any what left-handed swashes that I, because it'd be easier for me to buck. Also, where does a swash go? Is that the thing, is that like a plume in your hair? Is there a difference between a swash and a sash? Because, uh, I mean, I'll buckle it. I just need some help because, it, again, or unless you have, again, if you, like they never had left-handed scissors when I was going to school. Or maybe they only had one pair. And I said, hello, it's like 10% of the population. How many? And then that got me an F. I said, teacher, if you have one pair of scissors and you have 20 kids, how many pairs of scissors do you need for left-handers? And she said, you, you can share. And then, you know, this is where, this is why I couldn't be part of a guild. Obviously, no guilds take my calls because that's on my report somewhere. Okay, back to the story, though. So we worked together. We eventually left Library Island, really made some inroads at that library with the librarian and book, book beast, uh, and even worked on some new cataloging system. Then we headed out on our next clue, which was this place. Uh, it was some sort of um, canyon or, or something that was really foggy. I thought it was going to be like uh, the Bermuda Triangle. It just ended up as a really foggy canyon, thin. We went there, found that Brandy was leading this pursuit of some sort of uh, mud or some sort of rock or mineral in the mud which only existed there where the sun and the fog just happened to be interacting on a 24-hour-a-day basis. And that, they said it was a binding agent, I believe, and they took as much as they could, but they said it would have really concentrated. This is what I can tell you that I know. Then after they got away, first they got Lady Witchbeard, but we got her free. We got out of there. And we somehow, we also knew, oh, because we got her out of there, 
What, we were, Don Danko and I were frogs. They didn't know that. We got Lady Witchbeard free. We happened to be at the Isthmus and Newt's, which I prefer, it would have been easier to call it Newt Island, but but it's not an island. It's an Isthmus. And on the Isthmus and Newt's, Brandy and Brandy's crew was there to collect Newt Poo, or Newty Poo, if you want to say it in a way that'll make you giggle. And yeah, technically, the excrement of Newt's, like they were there to gather that. Uh, then we also figured out that this was part of some plan. They were going to mix all this together, uh, the Newt Poo the binding agent, and the cassava root, or whatever the, whatever they call it. And when it's mixed with seawater, it becomes something like a jello jiggler, which may be like something like a, gel, a gelatinous or gelatinous cube, yeah, if you've played a game before. Not sentient, though. I don't know if it has there ever been, were there ever sentient jello jigglers in, to, how about Toy Story 7? The rise of the the, the jello jiggles. Uh, jig, j, the jello j, jiggle with a j, j, like you could do a jig with a jello. Okay, so we said, okay. And then we started to piece together, but also we discovered that Brandy was meeting with a, with someone from the witch world who was known as the Conqueror of Realms. She was from the past in the witch world. She was, oh, the whole thing, a lot of this was based on the man who loved the sea, who who we assume broke Brandy's heart, but I don't think, I think it goes way deeper than that. Never, trust me, never does, but that's like where you think it goes deeper. Uh, it does go deeper, but you can't go deeper than that anyway. So it's like, which is deeper? But so, you know, in the song, Brandy and the man who loves the sea, they're in love, but the man loves the sea more than Brandy. Turns out that's a myth that leaked in from another realm. You could ask, I mean, you could probably ask Loki about that one. Okay, so if you're not confused enough, so we watched Brandy meet with this... uh, a witch from the conqueror. She, she, the other wild thing is she was from the past. She didn't even exist anymore in the witch realm, but Brandy somehow awoke her. So then we went to the witch realm because, uh, to investigate more because the lady which said, this isn't right. We traveled by cauldron. That's one of the ways, portal cauldron. And we went into the witch realm. We went to uh, Lady Witchbeard's hometown, or the town she was living in and grew up in. And she's in a sustainable horn industry. That's a witch witch niche. Uh, I never thought to have ever said that in the whole show. Wish niche. uh, Wish niche are you in, uh, Lady Witchbeard? But uh, so the niche that her family worked in was horns and horn based. It was they had a horn based business, uh, and actually the whole town was built around this horn based business. Because we're not talking about a. Uh, you say, oh no! So the witch world's just one town with a potion shop and no, and a newt. You know, no, no. This is a. This was their industry. This was a company town. I guess I don't know. I definitely don't know. I don't know anything about how witch societies organized because we just visited it briefly. And what we discovered was that, uh, and it's important for me to fill you all in on this because we're getting towards the end here. 
But so what, what, what we found out there was that Lady Witchbeard's family and her co-workers, one, her first, I already knew this, but her first name's Connie. And, you know, they knew that Connie was one very powerful and has a bit of a furrowed brow from time to time. And they tried to, like, double and triple cross Brandy because I think they knew that, uh, or, or uh, well, Brandy and Lady Witchbeard, they kind of put, they they put all their, their, their witch eggs, proverbial witch eggs, in multiple baskets. So they said, one, we already told, like, yeah, we double-crossed you, Lady Witchbeard. We're working with the Conqueror Worlds. But we really didn't have a choice. Maybe now you're going to get so irritable that you'll overthrow the Conqueror of Worlds. But if you don't, but ended up Lady Witchbeard was practicing to be, you know, she said, well, if that's how you want me to react, I'm not going to, clearly I'm not going to react that way. And I guess she's grown because she, I mean, she definitely acts that way with me when we're alone around smaller stuff. Uh, like, did you eat that? She said, she said there was, wasn't there two peanut butter cups in that package? And I said, what package, Lady Witchbeard? This is a bedtime story. I don't know what you're talking about. And she could get pretty irritable. And she said, I thought you were familiar with the sword and the stone. Like, do you want to be, you know, she says, do you want to become a wart? Uh, and I said, a wart on your face would be like a dream. A wart on your face in the sun. If I, if that's all I could be, I'd write. I'd be the first wart to write poetry, Lady Witchbeard, all about my existence. Uh, so, but no, probably not because uh, that would be, you know, uh, yeah, I'd pal pass uh, for the time being. Okay, so Lady Witchbeard, where were we again? Oh, so she, um, okay, so they wanted her to get mad. She didn't. So then they also had triple-crossed. So they were saying, oh, if Lady Witchbeard, we already told their min- her, the Conqueror of Worlds minions where you are. But I assume Lady Witchbeard knew that going in because she's like 50 steps ahead of me. You know, that's why I'm not even her sidekick. Like, I'm the one who polishes the sidecar. But so she she had a plan. We got out of there, got out, back out of the witch realm. And I think we got back and we knew the next thing we had to do is, like, the missing piece of all this was the man who loved the sea. And that was kind of how we got into it in the first place. We were looking for Brandy and the man who loved the sea. I, again, I don't know if Lady Witchbeard's plan was to reunite them have him sit down and have coffee and talk it out or some sort of, uh, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be scorned or something. Uh, so we found the man who loves the sea. He lived in the lower, the 13th sea, which is inaccessible from the other 12 seas or inaccessible for anybody that wants to stay any humans at least, or, or, uh, bipedal mammals uh, if you want to be able to reach the next stage of existence because it was like a lower sea where the earth collapsed. We went there, met the man who loves the sea. He told His name was Wiltz, or that was a nickname we came up for him. 
somehow it's supposed to be who loves this. I think, I don't know. But so he told us about how the 13th Sea came to be, which was this battle between uh, two of the ancient gods of this the realm of the 13th Seas, or I guess at that point it might have been the 12 Seas, and how there was a goddess of the sea who loved the sea so much she decided no more going to the big farm for any sea-based beings. And the person that runs the, 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 the next stage of existence that relies on, and probably I would bet, you know, if the oil companies heard about this, they'd go back in the past and say, no way. You know, they, they, you, you say in, in our world, how come nobody's invented a time machine? You know, Doc Brown did, but that's imaginary. And I'd say, well, if you play this podcast for the executives of oil companies, and but you pretend it's a real report, you know, in the future, not that long, there's going to be someone that's going to stop, you know, in the past, all of the people, you know, all of the organic-based beings going to another realm, but leaving behind their corporal bodies they would invent a time machine in like five minutes. They, I can guarantee it. And they'd say, I see you invented a time machine just to go back to make sure there'd be fossil fuels. Well, boy, our priorities, uh, they say, going to the moon, we're going to the past to stop this goddess, uh, who was going to stop, uh, who was going to make life last for last forever. Now, like a lot of things we all do. I mean, these aren't, uh, perfect gods or goddesses. These are like these, you know, ones that kind of, you say, well, that reminds me of me a little bit. I don't have those powers, but uh, I make mistakes like that all the time. So this goddess, you know, didn't realize, you know, she had this desire. And uh, now, meanwhile, the other god on the other side of the post-world or whatever you want to call it, down in the inner earth world, or their inner earth, but... Uh, said, no way, and then they called, like, the other gods or the higher-ups, and they said, what's up with this? And they said, deal with it yourselves. Uh, we don't have time. And that caused a lot of chaos because uh, they kind of battled back and forth. Meanwhile, all the organic-based beings on the earth and the sea said, uh, well, this is disrupting our way of life. And I think what happened, and this is a myth. So you say, Scoots, this does not make any sense at all. And I'd say, it's all big, one big myth. Uh, that's what I say, you know, that's what I say with everything. Spilled, is that, did you spill milk? No, just a craft and a myth over here on the countertop. Uh, the myth of the full thing of milk. Uh, the myth of the perfect pour. I mean, that one's a myth. So, okay, so... The gods worked it out, not totally, but the, that's how the 13th Sea got pulled down there. One god was trying to preserve the sea, the other god's trying to drain it right into the middle of the earth and steam it all up. And so these powerful humans, uh, I think they maybe got powers from some other god or something, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. But they said, okay, we'll work this out. So they created this thing called the, the drain. I mean, they, they didn't call it the great drain or anything, but it was a drain that could control the flow because there was like holes in the earth at this point. And so that put the sea and the worlds back in balance. I'm pretty sure the gods, you know, once they started shaking everything up, they probably found another realm to mess with.
Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but the thing with the drain, like all drains, especially giant ones that an entire ecosystem relies on to maintain the balance of the entire, what they would consider their entire universe, needs a cleaner. And a cleaner needs magical powers. And that's where Wilts was part of a long tradition of people who loved the sea so much. They would live in isolation, cleaning this drain. Not, I mean, kind of, I guess, more or less in the way you'd imagine, but in a much grander scale. And we said, by the way, dude, like uh, Brandy's looking for you. And also the entire way of living up on that sea is disrupted. Also, Scoots forgot to tell you, we're pretty sure their plan is to gelatinize the whole sea in some sort of deal they made between the Conqueror Worlds and Brandy and, like, to gelatinize the sea, they'd have a total hold on trade, I guess, whatever. I don't quite understand it other than, you say gelatinize, and I say, yeah, turn the whole sea into jello, but not edible jello. And that's what Wilt said to us, uh, no way, not possible. And we said it actually is because we said, you know, I don't know if anybody did any math, but they said it, it seems like it's possible and it's going to happen. And it's time for you to go back. And at least at first we thought we could just make Wilt, Wilts accountable if it was just Brandy's irritation with Wilts. Uh, but I don't think that was the case. Uh, but now we're getting ahead of ourselves. But Wilts said, well, somebody's got to stay here and clean the drain. And so... Uh, Don Dankel said, okay, I'll stay here and clean the drain because, uh, like, well, there's a library where you get trained, plus you get magical powers, plus Don Dankel's heroic and not quite as heroic as the Lady Witchbeard, but still. So then we had to get out of the, now, so you're at the bottom of like something 10 times as tall and as grand as Niagara Falls. And the water flows in, eventually it gets just drained. I mean, you're talking, this is a massive scale, not something small. And then the water pours through this magical drain. And we didn't know, no one knows where it goes because nothing's come up the drain before. Otherwise, it would be, there's no, I don't know if there is such thing as two way drain. But, uh, as far as I, as far as I know, this one was, we didn't think was a two way drain. So we kind of created something to get out of there so we could, so Wilts, Lady Witchbeard, and I could get back up to the surface world and set things right, stop the sea from being gelatinized. And so that's actually where we left off and quite some coverage there. And I know Antonio Banderas is here, but because we went so long, Antonio's going to stay in character to kind of introduce uh, the bedtime story part, because this was kind of already like a bedtime story. And Antonio will just try to do an Antonio, um, like try to, so ladies and gentlemen, there's a boy, sick girls, this is my, uh, my imitation of uh, Scoot to Scooter. Um, and uh, yeah, like I'm uh, Antonio, what am I? Like, uh, Bonderis, do I have bonds or bonds? Uh, do I wear Ray bonds? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
this is a tales of uh yeah um lady witchbeard uh, um uh, yes yeah that's the tales of uh, that's antonio banderas that's pretty good that sounded exactly like me but more handsome that was the most handsome uh uh, I don't know. Yeah. So thanks. That's Antonio Banderas. This is Tales of Lady Witchbeard. So Lady Witchbeard's daw. Daw, have you been talking? Because while I was resting, I felt like you were talking. No, yeah. So like you said, while you were, I thought you were meditating, not sleeping. You said to go over everything I remember so we could see what we're missing. And we're still moving, Lady Witchbeard. I'm not, I wasn't finished on everything that happened. So you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, keep going. So we went down the drain. We created our cauldron. And yeah, all that worked. I think that, Lady Witchbeard, I don't need to go into that, uh, how brilliant your plan was uh, to get us down the drain and to stay totally, we're safe as a in a, in a like a cocoon, and and uh, the three of us work together to get through there and and use magic, and and I did, I think I did a pretty good job guiding us and all that. Uh, but then what happened was that. Uh, unfortunately, we came out, and what we didn't expect. Uh, was as soon as we popped out, we were surrounded, and there was like an armada, and Brandy, who seemed like, uh, and seemed like Brandy and the uh, Conqueror of Worlds had become one, and so that was a surprise. And but it wasn't a surprise to them because they were waiting for us because somehow. Well, they had sent the cauldrons down that we used to, like, so they kind of set us up. Uh, and unfortunately, if we fell right, like, that was a part of their plan all along. So I was surprised at that, Lady Witchbeard. I know you're meditating, but uh, that at some point, you, like, I and, and I think, don't worry. I mean, we still have plenty of time, but you were outplayed. And... Maybe that'll help you stay, like, not, I don't think due to anything of your fault, like, when, but I just was trying to figure out when and who outplayed you, uh, just so I could, you know, focus some of, maybe I could create, I don't, I'm just trying, you know, I'm supposed to stay away from being resentful, but whoever out, I don't want to say outsmarted, because I don't know if it was smarts, but somehow... Along the line, whether it was from your witch world or from Brandy or somebody, like, set us up to do, like, we were were just cogs in the wheel or something, which was not what I expected because they needed us to come out through that hole. And so then they, uh, Brandy and the Conqueror, like started using their power to clog the drain uh, temporarily while Brandy took the power away from Wilts, which uh, did not look very 
uh, and Brandy did say it's personal, but then it sounded like multiple voices there. So I'm sure you can explain to me all that. Uh, now, luckily, a couple of good things, uh, you know, even though, we're, you know, I'm outsmarted all the time, Lady Witch Weird, so it's nothing to feel bad about. Even in games, like this isn't, even though this isn't a game, it's real. I say, how did that happen? I thought I was winning. And then, so we fell, we ended up being pawns, uh, unfortunately. We were pawns, so Lady Witch Weird, strong on were. And so, uh, so they needed to clog the drain but, oh, and put it, well, okay, maybe, I, yeah, I'm getting ahead of ourselves because you said so we can come up with a plan. So they were going to replace the drain or cover the drain with their own drain that had, uh, it's a good thing they didn't care. They, they totally had us, so they didn't care. But they, like, uh, we're going to replace the, the, the big drain or I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying attention, but basically that uh, they made it their own drain or metal net, which I guess a drain is kind of um, of that binding agent. Uh, I guess they're going to put it over the drain. I mean, a drain on top of a drain, but it's not really a drain. It's something so all the water that passes through it will ha- will interact with the binding agent. In that sense. Uh, Nothing to do with what I said earlier. Pretty smart. I said, holy cow, like, uh, how many people do they have working on solving the, or solving this solution, which is not a solution for us or any of the beings of this world, but whatever problem they're trying to solve, which is uh, gelatinizing the sea. Seems like uh, I'm impressed. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, like, I think a healthy dose of impression will help us, uh, so I'm just trying to figure out a way to go through all this without you, because your bar, even though you're meditating or sleeping, your brow is furrowed, but only way through this is forward, even though we're going, I guess I feel like we're going sideways. Okay, so their plan was to put the new drain on. Now, the good news about that, before I get to the rest of their plan, is twofold. One, Don Dankel's down there. And we could tell right away that Don Dankel was not going to just let them walk in and replace the drain. I mean, they couldn't walk in anyway. They the Conquer Worlds had to seal, use a bunch of power, another positive uh, from a negative, because whatever sort of magic casting was going on, it took a, a lot of attention, and. They also needed to get the powers from Wilts to take take Wilts powers. Also, very focus intensive, and because of that, uh, Wilts had enough time to scatter the armada uh, with a bunch of waves and stuff, which was the last thing seems like Wilts did before Wilts's powers went away, and. Uh, so we were able to get away. I mean, eventually they'll come chase us, but I don't think they feel the need to uh, because they, their plan seems at this time to be pretty solidly on course. And their plan, as I understand it, Lady Witchbeard, is 
and again, unfortunately, we were like, uh, they didn't know where the drain came out. Uh, and I guess they needed Wilt's powers to finally put the drain in or something. Or Don Dankel's powers. I mean, I guess the powers are in between the two of them. I don't know about that, but whatever happened, we've, we, I guess I already went through that. That's why your shoulders and your neck seem to be tensing. So they're going to cover the entire sea with nudie poo. It's like they have like a recipe. This is all stuff I heard and I, well, and some stuff you told me because you said keep listening and I'll keep telling you everything I'm hearing. And it was something like 10,000 units of cassava root uh, to like, like uh, something like 10 nudie poos to like 0.1 or 0.01 of the binding agents. So all they need to do is, uh, and I guess, like, I don't know, unfortunately, so they're going to run all the cassava root over the falls and it's going to keep churning and the like uh, cycle through the entire 13 seas eventually seems like it would take a while but maybe that's why they needed the powers of the drain the drain cleaner maybe they could i don't know i didn't get that far i knew they needed the powers so they could hold the water so they could put the drain in place and they certainly had a lot of minions, so I don't think Don Dank will be able to stop them for very long with that part of their plan. But send the cassava root over the falls. That's what the whole armada is for because it has all those uh, things. I think they're pushing cassava root into the sea. And then I guess all they have to do is put Nudipu in the sea. And you said they'll probably do that by bird since they have all, oh, oh, that was the other thing. All those ships had witches on them and they all had a lot of birds. So your theory is that they're going to use the birds to distribute the Nudipu. So that would be the, all the ingredients coming together and getting mixed by waterfall and the natural flow of the sea and whatever the, the currents, uh, and then probably some sort of magical powers, maybe. And it's happening on a scale uh, that I don't see how... So I guess does all that sound, also where are we going, Lady Witchbeard? Just so I know, because I love moving by power Earthsea. I mean, there's nothing I love better than feeling like I'm, I'm uh, when you're making a ship go on its own. Okay, duh, that was good. And yes, duh, healthy respect is a term you were looking for, and. I guess they didn't have enough healthy respect or, duh, we were put in a situation where we just had to do our best, and we're both familiar with that. And at the time, at this time, our best uh, was, I guess, what they were expecting. Even though I tried to act how they didn't expect me with my family, Maybe somewhere along the lines, I'll be honest, I don't like to be manipulated and maybe, but I don't know that we necessarily could have predicted any of this. 
unfortunately, we are, as you said, when you're outmatched uh, and outpirated and outwitched on top of it. Now, I do have a theory, Daw, but I'll tell you where we're going. It's the last pirate outpost. Oh, Lady Witchbeard, is it like the one in the movies where all the pirates go to party and it's like hidden with gold and stuff? And, and I mean, I guess I probably don't think it would be. Dots where the Pirates Guild has a place for members of the guild to retire. And it's hidden away because it's in the history of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years or less whenever in, in this realm... Pirates fall in and out of favor, but retired pirates are retired pirates. And we feel like uh, if you choose to retire with the guild, you should be left alone. So it's actually just now there is a guild headquarters there. And I'll be honest, I was letting, and I think Don Danko at the same time, we were assuming that that wouldn't we well we thought we had other options we could say the pirates are retired there and so i guess in some sort of way that we were judging them based on their status and their age uh, which was wrong Daw. i was wrong don danko was wrong we did not see a value or even i guess it, we were so was not seeing things correctly that it didn't even come up. Oh, well, there's a guild there. It's hidden. Uh, if Brandy and the Conqueror Worlds were shutting down all the guilds, we can only hope that they were also operating from a place of ignorance, as Don Dankel and I were. And, uh, and, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to go there. And, uh, but let me tell you my theory, Daw, from, I don't quite have it all figured out. Uh, I thought this was a simple thing of uh, trying to get to the bottom of something that was calling to me. Brandy and the man who loved the sea. Did he really love the sea that much? Did he love piracy? Uh, what about this Brandy? And that's what drew me into that song, was just, uh, well, I know there's a myth in the realm of the 13 seas that's similar. And I know the pirates, you know, not always the best. And, uh, and so that's what drew me to investigate all that, Daw. But I, I think we, with what uh, Wilts told us and what we've seen today, I think this world is... Uh, uh, I have to believe that the Conqueror Worlds and Brandy, I can't be positive that either one of them are the gods that, uh, Wilts talked about, the goddess who loved the sea. I'm like, is that Brandy? Is the goddess who loved the sea influencing Brandy or the Conqueror of Worlds? But I think, or is it, uh, even the, the, the god of the, the, the inner earth, uh, the middle earth god, is that god, um, is that god at play? Like, did they reach an agreement off of, off world, we'll say, and want Brandy and the Conqueror worlds, and they say, well, we'll just, just slow everything down. You'll still, you know, 
And also, I think it is personal and understandably, Brandy doesn't isn't happy with the man who loved the sea. So maybe that left Brandy open as a vessel. Oh, Lady Witchard, is that uh is that like a thing coming up? Is that where the uh the the hideout is? Yeah, kind of dog. It's very typical of uh, what you'd expect. Yes, we're gonna go inside that mountain through a cave, uh and we'll come out and it'll be paradise. But we're gonna go straight to the guild office and I'm picking up speed because I really think that uh uh, we, we have to act before I'm trying to calculate how long it's going to take the armada to regather because it is under witch power. And, uh, we, we, I, I want to act as soon as possible while the armada is still scattered a bit uh, before everything gets back. We still have a fair amount of time. That's good because it took a long time. I mean, we I think we slept for like three or four days. Uh, yeah, duh. Well, Lady Witcher, what if uh, they're still setting us up? Uh, would they want to find this uh, last guild or whatever uh, retirement village? What's well, a retire? It's a community for, for a guild. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pension, pension, and pen, anyway, duh, not important. No, I don't think there's it. There's only one thing here that we need, and uh, that's why it's the last guild stronghold. Oh, there's something secret here. There is Daw. Uh, it uh, and and I'm played a part in it. Uh, they took me here, and back when I was a leader in the guild and pretty active. Uh, we were talking about, okay, we have to keep, uh, this is one of our top guild priorities because every part says, oh, if I do my years in the guild, I pay into the guild, you know, I get taken care of. There's a lot of benefits of membership, but one day, you know, maybe by myself or maybe my family and I would like to move somewhere and enjoy our quiet years. And even I thought that would appeal to me, Daw. No, I didn't think my quiet years would come so soon, but, uh, you know, every year with you, it's like 40 years uh, anywhere else. Lady Witch, I think that's probably, unless witches live like 500 years, that's probably not accurate. Just Oh, it just feels that way, though. Yes, Daw. But so one of the things we came up with, uh, just in case, was a way for anybody here to get a hold of any pirate out there. In case they had to call and they say, hey, we're getting harassed by these, you know, this this continent who thinks, you know, they're, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're into colonizing. Oh, we're into democracy, whatever. We're going to come. No, leave the pirates alone. Not that they could have found it, but just in case they did, there's a way to contact every pirate in the 13 seas. Really, Lady Witchbeard, is it like uh is it some sort of flag system like uh, that's like that pops up flags everywhere? Uh, no, Daw, but it is uh, the, that it does sound similar. What is it, Lady Witchbeard? Well, it won't just get a hold of every pirate, Daw. It'll get a hold of everybody drinking out of a flagon or near a barrel of ale or spirits or like uh, it, we call it the flagon cast. Wait, a flagon cast? Like FaceTime in a flagon? 
Yes, doll. Like, I'll give a speech, and it'll come across in every flagon and barrel of ale uh, anywhere. There's nothing. uh, Once I activate it, it's magic outside of me. I don't need to do it. The magic is already built into this universe. It's already been powered. It took me many, many years in, 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 in to, to, to invest. Uh, and there, there it is. There's the guild office. And people are coming. They see us coming in. So I think we should get this done. Well, I guess they'll see what I'm going to say. And, uh, Daw, I think if I just alter the spell a little bit, I can also cast my message to every cauldron at sea. And every cauldron in this world, here, follow me and close the door and, you know, just like they'll all know what we're saying because they were carrying their own, you know, the, a lot of the retirees, even though it might not be spirits, they might be just enjoying another beverage in their flagons. Okay, so hold on, Daw. I'm just going to send out a message real quick. Uh, I'm just going to stand here. And I'm sure that, uh, hello, everybody. I'm, uh, this is uh, Lady Witchbeard, uh, if you're seeing this message. You're somewhere in the 13 seas, and I need you to pass this message on uh, to everyone who can hear it, uh, whether you're a pirate or a witch or just a, you know, landlubber. Uh, you probably know something is afoot here in our world. And there's in- intermediaries, and I don't know if those intermediaries are, are from our world or another world, but they're plan will not be good for anyone maybe a few of you are watching this uh a few of those of you that uh, already have uh, acquired power but anyone else watching this message if you're watching this message you probably had your power taken away before but this will be uh it'll take away too much power they're going to, to to change the seas uh so they're no longer navigable by ship, but by some sort of canal system that'll be under the control of the ruling groups uh, on each continent. But really, those groups will be under the control of uh, one or two figures that we can't even determine what their motivations are other than power and control. Uh, they don't seem to have anyone's best interests in hand. So my message is, if you're watching this, uh, if you're in a ship, uh, if you're a witch, if you're a pirate, uh, to turn around, uh, bring your ship and the barges back to shore, uh, empty out the cassava route, to bring it to a lake, uh, whatever you do, take your ships away from the, the falls. Now, you may say, well, we're dealing with something stronger than that, Lady Witchbeard, and uh, we're worried about it, uh, or, you know, we only have partial control. And I would say to all of you, dig deep uh, right now. Dig deep uh, and find that place in you that doesn't doesn't like uh, being controlled uh, by some force uh, that doesn't have your best interests at hand. Think about being safe. Uh, I want everyone watching right now to think of the safest place you can imagine. 
and say, well, what if this Conqueror Worlds or this Brandy wanted to take that place uh, and step on it with dirty shoes? How would you feel about that? So that's one part of it is you can act now and you could stop this and you could save the seas, save everything you love about the seas. And those of you from the witch realm don't think this is going to stop here. We know it's not going to stop here. It's going to go into that realm as well. So don't think that this uh, just stops here unless we stop it here. But one more thing to all of you watching, most of you are familiar with me, or you've heard tales of Lady Witchbeard. Do you know the kind of person I am? Sometimes fair, but not always, and sometimes my brow is furrowed, and my wake uh, rocks boats. So know that I'm sending you this message now. As a chance, uh, you can act now, and you could stop all this, and I can work with you, and we can deal with Brandy and the Conqueror of Worlds. We can deal with them together. It'd be probably a lot easier if we're all working together. And, uh, you know, you probably won't see my furrowed brow. You won't feel my wake. Uh, but I tell you this, uh, and I tell you it with certainty. Uh, you could make another choice, uh, and just choose to go along because, uh, you're following these other leaders, these godlike leaders, uh, you can make that choice, but I won't forget it, uh, and Lady Witchbeard, you know, you, you've heard the tales, Lady Witchbeard doesn't forget, you're saying it right now, Lady Witchbeard doesn't forget, and your bill will be due. So uh, I'm going to be watching right now. I can see every ship here. And as I, I'm casting in, in a cauldron to watch all of you. And you could send your message to me now. Keep going towards your goal that you're being guided to. Or turn around. Ask the pirates on board. The crew on board, where's the closest port we can get to? And turn your ships around. So, I expect you to make a choice. I expect you to make it right now. And I know what that choice will be because all of you think about that safe place. So, let's keep it safe. Let's self preserve those safe places. Uh, so, act in your best interests. Uh, please, uh, Lady Witchbeard giving you one opportunity and only one good day. How, what do you think, doll? How'd I do? Um, I mean, would like, uh, I, I mean, I would have rehearsed. It was pretty good. I mean, we could have, I could have told you like there was a speech in like a movie one time about the 4th of July or something. You could have just copied that speech, but that one was good. Um, I mean, definitely, I mean, I, Lady Witcher, here's the thing. I follow you because you're a leader, not because I'm afraid of you, but I am, but because uh, I don't want to let you down. Look, Daw, the ships are pausing. Are you sure your cauldron thing's not glitching? Because it looks like it's glitching. 
No, they're, they're, uh, they're pausing and, yeah, it looks like some of them are putting up more sales. Hopefully that means they're, oh no, they're, they're go, trying to go faster towards the goal. Uh, so, oh boy, does that mean, yeah, duh. I was afraid of this, duh. I mean, I was afraid of we we would be on our own. But uh, their influence is just too strong. It's a different kind of leadership. It's like a, some sort of godlike charisma tied in with that self-interest. Uh, and they don't even... Which we are they under limbic? Like, are they like, a, like you know, when we talk... Would you ever listen to me when I tell you the stuff... Uh, like I say, okay, they're under a limbic thing where they're in fight or flight and they can't even listen to you, which they should be fight, they, that which you tried to put them in flight or flight too. I don't want to again say mistake, but probably can't. Can you cast another one and just say, by the way, uh, maybe, uh, I can't, uh, is, uh, once the magic went out, the, those Brandy and the Conqueror Worlds are already reacting to counter in. Well, yeah, they're definitely not going back, Lady Witchbeard. Oh, wait, the door's opening. Somebody has a... Oh, hello. Are you a retired pirate? Lady Witchbeard, we were listening. We'll be your crew. We'll still... We'll, 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 we, we can't... We don't have any, we don't have any uh, barges, but uh, we're here. Okay, and so do you have ships? We do, Lady Witchbeard, and we, we're we ready. Well, Daw, it's time for piracy then. There's only one way to stop all this, and that's to be a witch pirate. Lady Witchbeard, does this mean we're going to, we're going to swat, we're going to, yes, Daw. It's time for something even more than an adventure. It's time to rest. So tomorrow we'll gather all the crews here and we'll set out and I'll come up with a plan and we'll put a stop to all this. That's great, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll take a rest then. Yeah, duh, there's a couple of cots right here. So we'll rest uh, and we'll see everybody tomorrow and we'll get ready to be witch pirates. Good night.